It's Alex and Storm here. It is. We are coming at you with another good cast this weekend. Um, straight from the small common room mm-hmm. in London House, mm-hmm. we got the chance to speak with some cast and crew for the upcoming Bloomsbury Opera, Cozy Fantute. That's it. So we spoke to lovely Felix, uh, who is the design artist, could mm. you say? Um, Felipe, who is one of the performers. Chris, who's the producer. And then um, later on, Madison and Catherine, who are the two other performers, came and joined us. So we had a great chat. We hope you enjoyed it. And we hope even more that you'll get on the square and buy your tickets to the opera. So just to get the details out, it's the 12th and 14th of February. It's going to be on in the Great Hall from 7pm and tickets are going to be only £8 for members. That's £8. Ins- I know, that's insane. Um, and then if you want to bring someone who's not a member, it's only £13 for students and then £15 for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Still outrageously cheap. Yeah, and for the talent that's on show... Um, here, most of it apparently from New Zealand. Yes, very bizarre. Um, and all of the work that has gone into this production, I really think that £8 is an absolute steal mm-hmm. and you need to get on and book your tickets. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that one of the dates, so it's the 12th and 14th of February, and one of the dates, 14th, is... Valentine's Day. Yes. Also of note, my brother's birthday, my little brother's birthday. Okay. So shout out. Shout out to him. Great. Hopefully he has a great day. Great. Um, so you can bring your bays. Yeah, bring your bays. Bring not bays too. Not if bays. you're single, ba- bring ideally bring someone that you want to become your bay. Yes, it's be a great way to impress them. They'll think you're super classy mm. and posh. Absolutely cultured, romantic, all those things. All those. Things. Also, it's a great way to meet people too. Mm-hmm. Okay, we must stop now. Um, okay, so we hope you guys enjoy. So there's the good cast, and then there's the great cast and crew of the uh, Bloomsbury Opera, um, which this year is Cozy Fantuti. Um, and we're thrilled to be here with Chris, Felix, and Felipe. Um, welcome, guys. Welcome. So, can you just tell us a little about who is here, because obviously people are listening, and what is your role in the production? All right, well, I'm Chris Ardris, and I'm the producer. I'm Philippe Mann, and I'm uh, one of the singers. I'm playing uh, Ferrando uh, in the opera. And I'm Felix Graf, and I'm the designer. Brilliant. And so the people know your, your normal side. What are you doing here at Good Enough? I'm a fourth-year PhD international law. Um, I'm studying my master's in music, uh, sort of specializing in opera, so not getting away from that, so <laughs> continuing on. <laughs> And I'm a PhD student in uh, architectural design at the Bartlett. And this is your second year involved in the design of the opera. Yes, I did uh, the set for Le Nozze di Figaro last year, and um, I'm happy to do uh, a set for Cosima Tutte this year, another Mozart opera. Exactly. And Chris, you were involved in the opera last year as well. Yes, I, I, I was brought on, uh, asked to manage the opera, and now this year I'm sort of managing and producing. You mm. performed last year too, though. Didn't yes, you? I I, uh, I had a cameo role as the priest in uh, 
Well done, Chris. <laughs> yes. Excellent job. Well, we'll try and uh, source some video footage of that yes. to accompany the. Hopefully, none exists. Yes. Okay, so for us mere muggles that don't know a lot about opera, can you tell us about what what this actual story is about? What is? Yeah. Um, I, we need to pronounce it correctly, Alex. Cosi fan tutte. Okay. Yes, and that's that actually is uh, it's pretty critical because the tutte is talking about female plural. Uh-huh. So loosely, it, it, it's basically it's talking about women are all like that. Um, and so if on the surface, uh, it could be misconstrued as... Um, an opera that doesn't look so kindly um, upon women, but actually um, our production really resets it and looks at the text um, and plausibly uh, presents uh, Cosa Fantute as uh, perhaps a feminist opera where Mm -hmm. it's showing uh, both men and women having equal chance of, uh, in, in terms of who they want to be with and love and relationships and women are not taking a back seat uh, in this opera to men um, and they uh, you know are fully realized and have their own uh, volition to decide mm-hmm. uh, among these two friends who's uh, the better match for them and sort of that's how we, we look at the opera in terms of how things turn out could be um, ambiguous but um, mm-hmm. we, we show that it's it's not the men just driving the women yeah. to do something they don't mm-hmm. want to do the women are, are fully um, on board in terms of they're taking charge of their, their lives. Yes. And choosing the men they want to be with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we go back, what is the actual storyline? Just treat, okay. talk to us as if we're like school children. All right, so there's this, um, um, this older gentleman, uh, Don Alfonso, who's talking uh, with his younger friends, uh, Ferrando and uh, Guillermo, um, and he's convinced, trying to convince uh, them that the, their girlfriends, uh, Fiordalici, uh, and Dorabella uh, may not be the. How do they know that they're that, that these are the right girls or the right women for them? Um, so he conceives of this plan to uh, tell the women that the men have been called up uh, to to go away to war. Um, so the men have a you know tearful goodbyes with with their girlfriends um, and more or less. Are seen going off to you know on a, on a ship to to go off to war, um, and then they, unknown to the women, they immediately return in disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conceit of our opera, this is often done in a in a sort of a, a military fashion, um, navy army. Um, in our production, we are setting Costa uh, Fantute in a culinary academy, so mm-hmm. everyone is a, trained to be a chef. Um, the Men go away uh, as, you know, apprentice chefs or trainee chefs and return as Gordon these, these uh, in, in we, we are, t- are going, uh, staying true to the libretto where they said they're cast as Albanian. So they mm-hmm. return, they return as Albanian chefs, uh-huh. uh, a full on sort of, you know, bad, bad boy kind of chefs as opposed to the button down, um, you know, just learning how to be a chef. Okay, mm-hmm. badass chef. Yeah, yeah. Got you. So, Felipe, where does your character fall into all of this? So, my character is uh, one of the boys that naively thinks that, uh, well, the start of the opera has a, having like a really naive outlook on love and relationships. Um, out of the two, Guglielmo and Ferrando, uh, my character is definitely the more sort of 
sensitive soul, Aww. sort of poetic, sort of which is really rings true to tenors. Yeah, they mm-hmm. sing a lot of the time uh, romantic leads and poets and love. It's uh, all great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why it's a great thing that's on uh, Valentine's Day. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, but anyway, little plug of that. Um, uh, it's, so that's yeah, the part that he plays. He discovers his relationship with the, his uh, his partner, um, uh, Dorabella, but also tests the relationship between his friend. Well, he's what he thought he was his friend, uh, Guglielmo. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of test every single relationship. So not just the relationship between the guys and the girls is tested, but uh, also the friendships between the two males and also the sisters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and where it ends up, uh, you'll just have to sort of come see. along. Okay. And Felix, how, how have you found the Great Hall as a, as a space in which to, to put on an opera? How, what are the design considerations you've had to take into account? And has it been much different from last year? Um, it, it is not different in, in a way because... Um, what we have here is a is a plain surface where we put up a, a pop-up stage, mm-hmm. um, which is quite tricky, I would say, um, in um, comparison with a professional context, because you don't have any backstage area, you don't have any equipment, and we we need to really work um, with 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 what we have um, in in terms of space. So what we do is uh, place a um, uh, a round stage in, in the center of the Great Hall mm-hmm. to also fulfill the, the acoustic demands. And um, we will have several levels that also represent kind of the, the journey that um, the, the story takes. Okay, brilliant. Sounds and cool. yeah, while you're, while you're speaking, Felix, can you just tell us who the other members of the, who are the actual cast of the, of the opera? The actual cast mm-hmm. are... Um, uh, as the, the person we have here, Felipe. Lovely Felipe. He's a sensitive soul. Sensitive soul, yeah. As Ferrando. And then mm-hmm. we have Benson Wilson mm-hmm. as uh, Guglielmo. Lovely. We have uh, Hannah Quira as uh, Dorabella. We have Captain McIndo as uh, Fiordilici. We have Madison Nonoa um, as the Spina. And we have Przemyslav Varanek <laughs> as... Um, Wow. Okay, and I think it's important to mention that like eighty-five percent of the people are Kiwis, so there's definitely something. There so a proud representative here. Yeah, um, island flavor. Mm-hmm. Island flavor, kiwi flavor. It's, it's gonna be a good flavor. It's yeah. a great, it's a flavor. great flavor. Okay, um, and remind us when the actual show is and when people can you know start. What well, people can already start. For yes, tickets are on sale now on the square. Yeah, uh, the the show is the twelfth and fourteenth. February, so Valentine's Day and the 12th at, starting at 7 p.m. Okay, so yeah. perfect opportunity to bring your bay yes. or, or no bay if there's yes. no bay. There are multiple bays. There will be yeah. multiple <laughs> bays. That's not a problem. Exactly. We're open. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, brilliant. Um, well, regardless of where they're from, these performers join a proud tradition of the Bloomsbury Opera. How long has it been going on? Yeah, so it was founded in uh, 2007 by a, a, a now um, a prominent director, um, Australian director, um, and ever since, um, Good Enough has always had a, a strong tradition of having uh, opera uh, singers uh, come and musicians uh, 
live in residence at the college while they're studying mm-hmm. music. Um, so there's there's been an opera uh, before 2007, but two th- since 2007, the Good Enough College uh, Opera has been its own company, Bloomsbury Opera, because we want to appeal not just as a, a college, but we want to appeal to the, um, and also sort of carry on the strong uh, arts and cultural tradition of this Bloomsbury, you know, strong literary background here with Virginia Woolf and other, other writers. Um, so there's this already a strong arts community and also with the Bloomsbury Festival, um, this is kind of a, a carry on into the spring. Traditionally, it's, it's been a spring opera, um, but we're presenting it uh, in February this year. Okay, brilliant. brilliant. So we are very lucky we have two of the lovely performers joining us. Two more. You're also lovely, don't I? <laughs> but two more. Um, two, more so two, two more Kiwis. So Catherine and Madison, welcome guys. Thank you. So if you want to tell us, we could start maybe, Catherine, what has been this whole process of getting into this character and the rehearsal? It seems like it's been really, really hectic so far. Yeah, it's quite a lot. It's quite a big opera. It's one of Mozart's biggest, I would say, heftiest pieces. So it takes a lot of work and... Um, yeah, for a few of us, they're new roles, so it's just been a lot of getting some Italian in our heads and uh, getting our heads around these characters because they have, I mean, there's a huge arc throughout the opera for what where they start to where they finish is mm-hmm. dramatically different, so it's kind of trying to find that arc and figure out how to get from one to the other. Yes, yeah. and closing that gap almost. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Chris was saying that this, you know, this time you guys are trying to sort of take on the look of like more of a feminist stance, how the women are sort of taking charge of their love lives and is that, are you sort of bringing that with your characters too? I think it would be pretty soul destroying to do this opera without doing that because it's a pretty, <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty tough one to get our heads around I think in a modern context mm-hmm. yeah. it's very easy yeah. for them to for women to become stupid and to become victims but yeah. I think it's really important that they have a bit of agency and, and make some choices for themselves I think I think that's quite that's that's much easier for my character Despina yeah for sure <laughs> she's sort of the written and feminist icon of the piece and that she um Gives as good as she gets, I think, from Don Alfonso. And then his massive tagline is Cosi Fantute, which just sort of means, like, oh, all women are like this. And Despina says very similar things about men, and she sort of complains about them the entire time, and is never, doesn't ever, well, she never stops trying to tell uh, Dorabella and Fiona Luigi how awful men are and how they should just sort of behave in a similar way. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's easier for Despina. She's definitely got her own. Going on. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must be quite shocking for audiences at the time. Definitely yeah, ahead of her time. Yeah. She's a badass. Yeah, yeah, she is. And we've heard that a lot of the uh, performers involved have been familiar with this opera before or perhaps even have played the same characters. Is that the case for you guys or is this all new? Yeah. Um, yeah. You were you had just done it and I'm completely fresh for me. Okay. So yeah, it's been a bit of a learning curve. <laughs> And how does it feel doing the you know, doing this opera again? Is it is it very different? Is this production? Yeah, it's, it's completely different. Um, the last production I did was sort of set in the nineteen seventies in America. Um, so yeah, this production is completely on another in another yeah. kind of world, which is really really nice. And I think it's really nice to try and find. Um, uh, it's the first role I've ever done again for, for a second time. So this time around, it's really nice to try and discover different things about what she's saying, how the context changes, maybe how she came to these conclusions. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot more exciting, I think. Um, not to say that doing it for the first time is not terrifying. Yeah, 
a lot more comfortable this time around, a lot more, I don't know, I feel a lot more like I'm able to help her a lot more. Okay, good. And a lot of you obviously worked before to, together, so it's yeah. it's you're, you're familiar with each other. And yeah, yeah we, we we all worked together on last year's uh, Mozart opera. Okay, because yeah. okay, even though Benson and I and sort of Guglielmo had like worked together, and we were Ferrano and Guglielmo together. Mm -hmm. Because you've got the surrounding characters and the other characters are so totally different. Mm. It's, it just feels like a totally different opera. Yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. like yeah. we're we're sort of interacting in ways that we yeah. Did it before. Whoa! <laughs> Unset and offset. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I would say one of the most important things about this opera in particular that it's all about uh, ensembles. It's not just an ensemble cast, but it's an en ensemble singing. Um, and it's not the traditional, in a traditional opera, the, um, you'd have the uh, tenor and, and the soprano would kind of be the, the, the lead and the romantic interest and then the, the baritone and the, the mezzo would kind of be like the, uh, the sister or the mother or something like that. Um, and whereas in, in, this, in this cast, um, you really get uh, a, sort of a, one of the rare opportunities for a baritone to be a more romantic lead and not the villain or, or yeah. the father. Um, and you also get the um, mezzo-soprano to not be like the second fiddle. Um, you know, the, the, the two sisters yeah. uh, are you know, on equal footing mm -hmm. in terms of the cast and the, um, you know, the, the two friends are... So it's all... The, it's a nice twist up. Yeah. And I guess this is the reason why we have chosen um, Van Tutte yes. this year, because we also wanted to project uh, Grunab's community onto the stage and also, um, yeah, make people, the audience, um, kind of feel engaged with it because mm -hmm. we feel that um, uh, the college, like Bloomsbury Opera, not the college opera, um, is um, a way to um, bring opera as a uh, very elitist um, art form, which is how it is perceived um, mm -hmm. these days, um, to young people um, and, 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 and say that it is very contemporary. Yeah, yeah. and it is approaching modern day yeah. topics, it's very topical, yeah, especially yeah, yes. this particular story. We're making it accessible mm -hmm. and, and relevant for many people who are going to see the opera, an opera for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, and to, you're going to get a unique experience when you, when you, you know, have a ticket at a large opera house um, you don't necessarily feel the visceral effect of the singing, but in a more intimate space like the Great Hall, um, where all of the seats are going to be relatively close to the singers, you're going to not just hear the singers, but but feel the music and feel the Definitely. singing, and it's much more of a... Feel it in your face. Yeah. It's more, it's more of an all-sensory experience. <laughs> we love yeah. that. Okay, three don't days. Get... Yeah. never see these upcoming stars for this cheap price. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's a bargain. Oh, and yeah. tell, tell us how much it is so people know. Yeah, so the, the tickets are um, eight pounds. Oh my God. That is shocking. What is going on? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can't even get into the to the Royal Opera for less than 12. No. Like, yeah. That's not a rare opportunity. Well, we're pretty much rivaling them anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And you'll like be signing books and everything afterwards. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. all part yes. of it, too. Come along. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, just to come back to, you know, you were talking about the selection process for this opera. Clearly, it's a real challenge to pick something that's going to connect with the audience and be able to, you know, get people interested. What was that process like? How many operas did you consider? And uh, can you give us a little bit of insight into how that works? Yeah, we, um, 
we had sort of a fair idea of sort of what would be uh, possible within our repertoire. Um, there are a number of Mozart uh, operas. Um, of course, last year we, we did uh, Notre de Figaro, um, and at the college before they, they have they have performed uh, Don Giovanni um, and Barbara of Seville. Um, mm -hmm. So. We were, we were considering potentially another Mozart opera. Some of the the big uh, like nineteenth century Italian operas are are too big uh, for for this setting, um, and the roles themselves are massive things that would be uh, not right for the cast mm -hmm. at, at this time. Um, obviously, they are roles that in future uh, our great singers will be stepping into. But in terms of and also the, the the condensed time that we have, like we normally do an opera in, in April, but because we're doing an opera in, in February, it was essential that um, one of the advantages was to have an opera that uh, half the cast had done before, um, so that they could they they've already learned the rules, and so it's just about the the new staging uh -huh. to really uh, to get into the rules. And yeah. so that that allowed us to con condense the rehearsal time from let's say two months to like a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know they say, you know, when you learn a, another language, which is basically what you're doing, mm. that you know that you've gotten into it when you start dreaming and thinking mm. in that language. <laughs> Are you guys at that stage yet? <laughs> I think I've got like, on a, like a panic loop in my head. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it's getting in there, you know. Yeah. But I you ordered know. my coffee in Italian. Oh, <laughs> oh excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what language I'm speaking. Right. <laughs> the, the good thing is, we won't know if you make a mistake. <laughs> We will be some Italians in the audience. Oh well, they will. But the rest of us mere mm. muggles will have no understanding, and we just think you're amazing. So don't worry, you'll be great. With so many Kiwis in the room, we do have to ask: um, Do you? What is New Zealand doing right to support uh, to support young, talented opera singers? And Where should we start? He said, "He said it was in the meat." You missed that. Yeah. Yeah. The milk is particularly great. Uh, okay. no, I don't know, I think there's a strong tradition of singing, mm. whether it be classical, no, I'm not sure, but it's just singing in general. You know, I think mm. everyone from sort of kindergarten, if you, that's what you call it, um, we sort of sing in kindergarten. Mm. Have, Opera, of course. Mm. <laughs> oh, of course. It's Tuesday, it's Donizetti. Yeah, right. I hated Tuesday. I think it's just a strong tradition of singing. You know, okay. people sing at, at rugby games and just it's a lot singing. of choirs, a lot of choral singing, choir, which yeah. we all, a lot of us, we actually all grew up singing in the same choirs. We've known each other for years, lots yeah. of us. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So and I think it's, it's interesting because it's like a, it's a pretty small, obviously small music scene, but mm -hmm. I think what we have, it's really strong. We're really lucky yeah. in that way. But yeah, it's very, I mean, we all know each other. It's pretty, it's like a little family. That's yeah. mm. wonderful. And in terms of connecting with the new audience or kind of removing that perception maybe that it's it's a more elitist kind of art form, uh, is there, a, you know, is that the case in, in New Zealand? Is it, is it perceived um, in a more accessible way? Or? I think that's where probably we have a little bit of experience is that um, in New Zealand it's really not, I mean, obviously there is an element of it sort of being fancy, but mm. it's not... I don't think to the same extent that I've seen mm. in other places in the world. It's definitely something that is, feels a lot more accessible, I think. Cool. Um, and we've, I think that's got a lot to do with the choral tradition, but also our, our National Opera Company does so much work within schools with kids. So yeah. it's really it's really broken down. Well, there are no barriers, I don't think, in New yeah. Zealand. Yeah. So. 
we're, we're sort of not used to it being elitist, I don't think. No, it doesn't feel like yeah. yeah. We, we were part of a program uh, with the, through New Zealand Opera that took uh, a condensed version of an opera, um, and we taught it to different schools. And so it ranged from schools from like uh, different deciles, decile ratings, mm-hmm. and to be able to take opera to so many different schools and just have kids react the same way, it was uh, sort of, mm. I don't know, sort of, everyone loved opera, whether you were sort of from, from, regardless of which or what background you were from. Yeah, so it taught you that, like, as long as it was, as long as you were super committed as a performer, that if it was funny, if it was yeah. really sad, yeah. the kids believed you and they loved it. It mm-hmm. didn't matter that you were making these weird noises. And they, yeah. they, they, don't, they don't care about what style and like the fact that it's classical doesn't seem that scary. A lot no. of them came along being like, yeah. what is this? Yes. You start singing and, well, half of them put their hands over their ears, but <laughs> the rest of them are just like, what is that? Of and it's course. just like this excitement that there's this noise that you can learn how to make and that yeah. it's something really kind of special yeah. and exciting. And I think it's, that's, but that's what we feel when we go to the opera as well. Like everyone, oh, yeah. there's something so exciting about the human voice and what we can do. And it's kind of, yeah, it's a really special if there's thing. Anything above any, like above all that you should come to this opera or go to opera. <laughs> it's the communication of text, you know, telling yeah. a good story. I think that's what it is. people it's, Yeah. It's yeah. Story. It's storytelling. Yeah. I mean, the story does sound wacky. Pretty wacky itself, so you yeah. definitely come for that. But I don't know if, you, if, you, if you're not sort of drawn into the story and not convinced by it, you know, I think it's going to be a long night. Yeah, but this very convincing, so I tell you. Absolutely, well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's quite a spicy storyline, it's not quite the no, usual. Exactly. It's yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's this night, I'm like, tr- you know, tragic, sick woman that's you know, yes. in bed, and you know, yeah, it rivals the crown, dying for love, <laughs> yeah. You know. Those are great operas too, but you know. (laughs) And the choice of putting it on Valentine's Day, who made that call? (laughs) Was that the marketing department? Risky. I think I I suggested that. (laughs) Good job. Yeah, Yeah, it would be really nice. But not only is it Valentine's Day, but it's also Sex and Sexuality Week. So it's really, uh, you know, the the convergence is. Strong. Yes, very much. Okay, <laughs> probably so there'll be an energy in the room. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, you can start off in Freddy's, have a few pizzas. And yeah, then yeah. And then come on. amazing. Okay, brilliant. Um, and what has been, I mean, just so people realize the, the amount of work that's gone into this, what have been your hours so far? Like, I mean, have you literally been rehearsing every day? Yeah, you guys. Have. Yes. Mm, like yeah. in November, sort of. Yeah, I started learning. Course. Yeah, and then I mean, since we've come back in January, we've kind of been at university all day, and then coming back and rehearsing for like four hours a night, oh and then gosh. pretty solidly in the weekend. That's intense. Yeah, so we're we're getting through it though. <laughs> lots of lots of Italian words in there, so kind of, yes. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's a lot of hours. It just it takes a lot of um, to get it to feel spontaneous and fresh. It just takes a lot of time and repetition of so course I've really, do it a lot for it to seem really real yeah. and then yeah. lots of good tea to keep your the voice of course. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say can't risk any vocal fatigue guys and Felix how long will you have um, to work with the Great Hall um, before this opera has to be staged I'll have one day <laughs> 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 one, one. and how you many ha- how many workers have you got under your command I don't know um, I'm happy if if there are people who want to help me, yes. <laughs> yeah, but we're always Chris, willing to work with. I definitely have uh, a design partner of mine um, who I went to college with uh, for my masters, mm-hmm. Devin Skuban, another great designer from Canada. 
Love it. Um, yeah. And he's yeah. got a great, great moustache. It's yeah, good to remember. But to point out. Essentially, there's the, um, there's the business faculty dinner in the Great Hall on 6th February. And then we, we have um, a, our, our first re rehearsal in the Great Hall like the next afternoon. So we've got, yeah. our, we've got from, let's say, approximately 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. on the 6th to like 4 p.m. On, on, on the 7th. Okay. And then the, the setup and, itself yes. is still quite humane. Um, we will we will need to um, to strike everything um, in the night from the fourteenth to the fifth. And there's another event on the fifteenth. Yes, no. there's, there's the uh, there's there's so there's an embassy event in the morning of the fifteenth. So everything you see on the fourteenth will be gone by nine a.m. Well, I'm sure the cast members will be helping with the get out. Of course. Oh, yes. <laughs> no after party for anyone. No, 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 no. no. It's a party. No, <laughs> no but. Yeah, Forte on Twitter. <laughs> these circumstances are definitely also um, things that influence uh, the design. Mm -hmm. So everything will be prefabricated um, in, in workshops around London. Wow. And then just placed into it. Wow. Final adjustments. Like Lego. Yeah, like Lego. Just like yeah, Lego. Literally, you've nailed it. <laughs> um, wow, that's intense. That sounds all very stressful. Okay, so then, Felix, you are saying to the listeners, if anyone would like to help... Please contact me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you can leave our contacts on the yes, description we'll, or something. Yeah, we'll add a link or something. Um, yeah, I think that'll be great. And and in exchange, you will give them... Cookies. Cookies, <laughs> hot pizza, chocolate. Pizza. Coffee. What, your signature? All of that jazz. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. brilliant. Um, okay, great. And if you guys could sort of say one last thing to sort of convince people that this is something that they cannot miss out on. Like, it is life-changing. They have to yeah. do this. You will never see a better opera at this price. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean for, the, for the amount of talent that we have, yeah. um, you know, at, at an accessible price uh, with amazing musicians... Um, a great director, a great uh, conductor. Okay. Um, I mean, we 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 are like you know, it is the dream team. And yeah. We're back. We we the amazing opera last year, and uh, I promised the director that it's going to be even better this year. Yeah. So. And we'll a very good looking cast. Thank you. Oh, too much. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> Um, and amazing costumes and amazing set because of Felix. So we're really looking forward to it. Alex and I have already bought our tickets. Oh, you bought, like yeah, you bought for Bay. I've not bought for Bay. But I just bought for yeah. Friends. You can buy um, more than one as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, great. Um, thank you so much, guys, for your time. And everyone, please go buy the tickets. So it's the 12th and 14th of February. Great Hall, 7 o'clock. It's going to be amazing. Get them on the square. Absolutely. Okay, bye, guys. Thank, thank you. Great, we hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought we had a great chat. It was really, really enlightening and so nice to actually meet the performers too. And it seems like they really have put in the work for this production. Yes. I am pretty excited. I think it's going to be uh, a great night, great yeah. two nights. Yeah. So just again, uh, make sure to get out the square and get your tickets. Uh, 12th and 14th of February, 7pm, Great Hall. Only eight pounds, mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, the cheapest date that you'll find in 2019. <laughs> so absolutely get over there. Yeah. We have some more good, good casts coming at you in the next couple of weeks. 
We're going to be speaking to the team that is putting together Good Enough's very own TEDx conference. Wow. So watch out for that one. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch with us, if you're running something, if you mm-hmm. just want to have a chat about your really cool masters or PhD, PhD research, yep. make sure to get in touch. Drop us an email at goodcastpod at, at gmail.com. That's goodcastpod at gmail.com. Or message us on Facebook, talk yep. to us in person, sit yep. down beside us at the uh, Great Hall or even come to your the room. opera with the, us. Your room number. No, let's not, let's not do that one. Okay.